right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. It's the One Health Podcast. Thanks again for joining us for another week. I'm your host, Tori Schmelzer. I'm a fitness enthusiast slash fitness entrepreneur. My goal is to share the knowledge I gather through meeting industry experts with as many people as I can. Uh, for those of you who are new to the show, each week we are going to bring on different experts in areas of health. So that could be mental health, physical health, professional health, spiritual health, you name it, we cover it. Uh, we don't claim to be experts in any of these subjects. We just know the people who are, and we interview them for the greater good. Uh, thanks again to our sponsors, EcoGym and Motivating You. Make sure you guys go to shop.teammotivatingyou.com and ecogymworldwide.com. Today on the show, we have an amazing team, and I'm really excited these guys are here. Um, we have the team from HPR Treatment Centers. HPR Treatment Centers use an alternative innovative depression treatment with no medication and no side effects. Dr. Terry Hanusa, uh, HPR medical director, is a board-certified psychiatrist with over 33 years in practice and thousands of patients served. He is among the first adopters of TMS therapy in the nation and a strong advocate for alternatives to medication. And then we have John Nielsen, uh, HPR clinical director, who has been working with TMS therapy since shortly after its FDA approval in 2008 and has been instrumental in progressing its use for treatment of depression and many other mental health concerns. John is a certified TMS trainer and oversees the clinical operations throughout the Midwest. And then we have Ian Cox, HPR business development manager who holds a master's degree in social work and more than eight years of experience working with TMS. His role is focused on expanding awareness and access to this life-saving care. Ian oversees outreach, marketing, and education operations for HPR to help patients find hope, peace, and recovery from their depression. Did I miss anything? We're good. Was that sounded, sounded, yeah. sounded great. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Thanks, Tori. So I'm going to start here before we dive in. I got your brochure. For those who watch on the YouTube channel, I have the brochure. I'm going to rattle off some key facts about depression. So you guys had 6.9% of U.S. adults suffer from depression. 16.1 million U.S. adults have major depressive disorder. And 7.2 are treated with medication. 7.2 million are treated with medication. And 4 million are poorly served, either from inadequate response to medication or intolerance to side effects. So those kind of, um, those kind of hit me hard when I read those, those facts. Those are pretty interesting. First off... What is transcranial magnetic stimulation? Who wants to kick it off? Go ahead, John. Well, th thank you. Uh, TMS is um, it's a, an electromagnetic field created by an MRI coil. Uh, we apply it primarily to the left prefrontal cortex of the brain. It's a larger area, closer to the surface. We can target it very easily. And when we stimulate this area, activate the neurons, there's a chemical release that will hopefully improve mood, sleep, appetite, function overall. Um, so these treatments will you know, take about 17, 18 minutes. You sit in a big comfortable chair. Um, you have to see a doctor to be cleared beforehand. And other than that, it's a, it's a pretty easy process. So what does this look like when you go in? Do you have this big like metal <laughs> bowl sitting on your head or what, what is this? It, it, it can be. Um, there, <laughs> okay. there, is one, there is one manufacturer that has something like that. Uh, we do use that. Uh, here in the Midwest, we use a device called Neurostar, uh, so it looks a little more like a dental chair. Okay. Um, patients will regularly say, you know, 
is this a dentist's office or a you know a dental chair and it, it looks very similar um, except there's a, a figure eight coil that we then apply to the prefrontal part of their head and uh, that's where they have the treatment gotcha yeah so i just to jump into her yeah, I would yeah. Say, you know so the when you look at the device when you walk into like the, the office it does look kind of like a dentist chair but the part that's actually against your head as john was saying this uh, prefrontal cortex which is the kind of upper left hand area of the front area of your head um, is relatively small about the size of your hand in in surface area that's placed against that area of the head okay so, not a helmet in, <laughs> for the neurostar <laughs> yeah Gotcha. Yeah, whose hand we're talking about, you. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so, depression. I guess let's get a little bit more scientific here. It is, there's some chemical things happening to your brain. Am I right? You're right. Okay. Describe that to us a little bit. Well, the thinking is that when people are depressed, it's because they're lacking serotonin, norepinephrine, commonly called adrenaline, dopamine. Those are terms uh, that we use for the neurotransmitters, neurohormones that are in the brain. With the advent of people have heard of Prozac and Lexapro, some of the more commonly used antidepressants in the United States, everybody's heard of the word serotonin, right? So when one brain cell fires off the serotonin, the other receiving end is supposed to pick it up. When that doesn't happen, it's recycled back to the original brain cell that shot it off. The antidepressants work by shutting off that reuptake process. So we know that the brain works both on chemistry, which we use pharmaceuticals for, as well as electricity, because that's the old-fashioned shock treatment. We still use that. It's very effective. It's just not user-friendly. People don't want to have to go to the hospital for their depression, <clears throat> be exposed to anesthesia, IVs, seizures, Etc. It's just not, and, and significant side effects, memory loss, and all the consequences of generalized anesthesia. So, we have this new technique now, TMS, where we use electromagnetic energy, as John and Ian were saying, which is approved by the FDA. The insurance companies promote this now, and it's very safe and very efficacious. So, there's no side effects to this? I don't want to say anything doesn't have any potential for side effects, but in, in reality, in clinical practice, we don't see it. Okay. So when the study, when this was first being developed and it was first approved by the FDA, uh, they said that there was less than 1% chance of having a seizure. Now, between the three of us, we've overseen or performed tens of thousands of treatments, and I don't believe any one of us have ever seen that. Excellent. Relative no. to the other treatment options they may have, you know, with medication or ECT at the hospital, um, the side effect profile's non-existent. Okay. You know, we don't see it aggravate symptoms. Um, we don't see people, you know, become more anxious or more depressed from the treatment. Um, so Dr. Anusa will usually describe it as being, you know, very clean. Um, you know, the absolute worst case scenario, uh, people are out some time and um, possibly don't get as well of a benefit or get as well as they like. Um, but the vast majority of patients who go through this uh, will get a very good benefit. I, I wanted to jump in, too. I, I know originally you had uh, shared some numbers with the audience in terms of the um, number of people that are depressed and how many people are served and underserved. I, I want to go back because I, when I look at what's going on in, in our world, 
I think those numbers are actually misleading. I think that there are many more people out there that suffer with not only major depression, but things like anxiety disorders, socialized anxiety disorders, seasonal affective disorders, financial reversals, divorce, breakup in relationships, loss of family. These things are very stressful for for us as humans. And I, I would say that these people are depressed, not necessarily in a you know, by definition of the American Psychiatric Association, but but clearly they're suffering, and this hurts society. Most people that drink or that use drugs, is, they're not doing it because they want to be bad people. They're doing it because they have anxiety and depression. So those, those types of people deserve and, and can be treated as well. I like that. I think a lot of this goes unnoticed or, you know, people don't talk about it. There's a stigma out there, and that's kind of why we're doing this, kind of bring awareness to that. So I, I think that was a really good point. I'm glad you brought that up. Are there other people doing this treatment around the country? Or are you guys the only ones? Oh, there's there's tons of people. So okay. HPR has a mission to do it on a big scale because we, you know, our founder Ben Klein uh, discovered this treatment in his own personal life and was able to get care for his daughter, who after having to search uh, for many different treatment options, kind of came across TMS she had fantastic results to help her depression and and the light bulb kind of went off and said you know why did I have to try so hard to find this and why did I need to you know I guess you know why why wasn't it more accessible why wasn't it more known and so you know uh Ben said well let's let's scale this out let's help more people and so he's one of several larger companies that are trying to do it on a bigger scale to reach more people um but then, you know, over the last 10 years or so, we've really seen uh, physicians pop up here and there who just recognize, hey, I want another tool in my tool bag than just medication or therapy because it's not enough for many people. John and I were, have been doing this together for eight or nine years now, and uh, we were ser- serving the North Shore population here in Glenview. And that was very re- rewarding for us as, as individuals, and we were taking care of you know, dozens and sometimes hundreds of people over time, but now we're able to do this on a, on a national scale. What's What sort of pushback do you guys get? Do you get any pushback from people that are like, what is this, what is this stuff? Absolutely. Um, you know, I wanted to push back myself when I first started doing it. Um, it sounded great. It was very exciting. But, um, you know, you think about a magnet improving your mood and you go, come on, you know, this can't be, um, you know, just to give you an idea in 2008, when I started doing this, there was just over a dozen of these chairs, Neurostar chairs in the country. Wow. And now there's thousands, um, you know, all the major hospitals, universities, um, well-respected doctors around the country, you know, it's, it's definitely becoming the standard of care and not, you know, an obscure treatment that's in a back office of, you know, yeah. who knows? Oh, which doctors? Yeah, are. yeah, yeah, exactly. Not doing it in a back alley. Yeah. yeah. So, um, okay. But, but patients, absolutely. Um, but once you educate them, you know, a little bit on the science and share with them the experience we've had, um, and we also try to hook them up with other patients that have gone through the process, um, you know, it's, um, it becomes, something that that I think they can they can trust and and give a shot especially if the quality of life is is not as good as it should be 
are, are people doing this in conjunction with therapy as well? Do they work alongside each other? Do you guys normally recommend that? Yeah, the vast majority of our patients who have come in have been tried and failed on multitude of medications. Uh, most of the people that we see are currently on medication. You don't have to be, but that's what we see. And what I recommend to patients is that they continue to consult with their psychiatrist or their primary care or their OB-GYN. So if they're on something now that might be giving them some partial benefit, I would urge them to continue doing that. Let us have an opportunity to treat them, and let's see where we stand. If we can reduce or eliminate some of the medications, that's, that's great. That's an additional bonus because none of these medicines, all these medicines have potential side effects. And most patients, they're not 100% clean. There'll be weight gain, sexual dysfunction, dry mouth, GI distress. So if we can reduce those, that's great. Um, but initially, patients should probably con uh, continue with their medication. And a lot of these patients, too, also are involved in talk therapy or other things that are beneficial for them. After, you know, X number of treatments, do you guys, um, I guess, do you have to, like, do, like, tune-up treatments later on down the road? How, how, what's that timeline? What's that kind of like? So that's one of the nice things about all the volume and experience that we've had is that we can pass along that experience to patients we see now. Um, and then I also, you know, will consult with doctors um, and share with them previous experience that we've had. Um, so... Patients may come in, uh, want to be proactive about the benefit they've had, and uh, they want to stay ahead of the curve, and they come in once a week, once a month, uh, quarterly. You have other patients that are more reactive. Um, they may be good for six months or six years, and then we hear from them, and we try to devise a plan specifically for them, taking into account you know, what's clinically in their best interest, uh, their schedule, their resources. Um, there's a multitude of things to consider um, when we're trying to think about a maintenance schedule. But I never saw that as a bad thing, that they would need to do that again, because they found a tool that helps them feel better. You know, So if, if we can find a way to make that um, feasible for them, uh, you know, I, I think it's a win-win. Well, and I'd like to add to that too, John, you know, that Essentially, with TMS therapy, from beginning to end, you know, every piece of this is individualized, which I, I really love that aspect. So for some patients, it's right for them to go through a course of treatment and then have a setup maintenance sort of schedule. And for others, you know, what's best for them is to jump in, get well, and then go back to your normal life, right? And, uh, you know, not have to mess with the medication or, or take less or have, you know, just a greater quality of life. Um, but to take a half step back, even TMS therapy is far more individualized than uh, medication to start with. Because, you know, as Dr. Hanusa can elaborate on, you know, when we uh, prescribe medication, we do our best guess to try the next best medication at the next best dosage based on clinical studies and, and whatnot out there. Um, but it is a lot of guess and check. And with TMS therapy, from the very beginning, from where we uh, discover where we're going to treat to how strong or what the dosage is to treat a patient. Every piece of that is individualized to that person's unique uh, body and synaptic excitability and whatnot. And so we work really hard to focus on the TMS and focus on treating to a point of wellness. I like how it's personalized because like 
us in the fitness industry too, we do the same thing. You know, so I get people that walk through the door that say, um, oh, I do intermittent, I'm going to do intermittent fasting and they get three months into it and it's not working for them. And they're wondering why. And they come to me and they say, well, my friend does it. Well, we preach the same thing. Every person's body is different. Every person's biology is different. So I like that you guys have that. It's not like an umbrella treatment that we're just going to press this on button on the machine and it does, you know what I mean? You know, absolutely. And the the medications that we have currently available to us are, again, we've advanced a long ways in the last 50 years, Um, but they're not smart pills. They're dumb pills. They go everywhere. And that's called systemic. It's, it's a, and we have a systemic risk and that's why we have so many potential side effects with these drugs. So when we use the TMS, as Ian's saying, we're, we know exactly where we want to target our energy, and we also know how much energy it takes for that particular person based on the size of their head, the thickness of their skull. As we get older, our brains tend to shrink a little bit, but the size of the skull remains the same. So, And I, what, what's exciting about this is for the first time, we're learning about the brain, and it's, 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 it's like plastic. There's this uh, ability for um, the brain to re circuit or rewire itself and the thought is that once brain cells die that's it there's no way to to have the, the brain heal itself and that if someone has a stroke for instance that area of the brain is gone right whereas if you if your muscles become your biceps become weak well you can you know you're an expert at this you can uh, work with those individuals and and help them to um, gain additional physical strength so with the TMS, the thinking is now that we have this plasticity where we can fire and it has a cascading effect. So we, we target an area below the surface of the skull, a uh, centimeter and a half to three centimeters, depending on the individual, and that energy will then translate further down into the limbic system, which is the part of the brain that's responsible for emotion. So we can develop new pathways. So this is very exciting. It's new. And we're uh, hopefully going to be able to use this device to help other uh, other types of uh, medical problems, such as Parkinson's, um, OCD, uh, pain management, et cetera. That's huge. So there's other applications right. for it. We're already doing it. It's, it's considered off-label. Okay. But, but John and I have been um, helping patients with, with Parkinson's disease because a lot of people with Parkinson's, for instance, have anxiety and depression as a result of their, mm-hmm. of their neurological problems. So we can move the magnet around and help them short-term with some of the movement problems and longer-term with the anxiety and depression that they feel. I saw on Facebook the other day, it's funny that you said that, I saw on Facebook the other day a video of a guy, I think it was in the UK they were doing this, he wore like this vest thing and then he had this, uh, I think it was an electromagnetic thing right on his prefrontal cortex up here, same thing, and they asked him to pick up a cup first and I mean he was really, really bad. He was spilling all over the place and then he went and grabbed (laughs) it and he could drink normally. Same type of thing? Kind of? Yeah, along those lines. I mean there's, there's... uh, you know, the neurosurgeon will implant uh, probes, you know, deep into the into the brain. We don't do that. Ours ours is uh, uh, is not as deep, and therefore, it's not as potentially dangerous. Gotcha. There there is a lot of research, though. We we strongly believe, like we're on the tip of the iceberg here. So, uh, depression treatment is FDA approved, and it's been approved for about ten years now. And um, thankfully, in the last ten years, we've gotten full insurance coverage and Medicare and Tricare. Um, supported as well 
But uh, what we know is that there's a ton of research going on right now for treatments of adolescence, treatment of uh, anxiety, bipolar disorder, Parkinson's, autism, drug addiction. I mean, essentially, this is the first time we've been able to specifically target areas of the brain and, and cause a positive effect without having to cut your head open or do any kind of major surgery or recklessly endanger other parts of the brain, right? So we have a very targeted approach to either uh, ramping up under-functioning areas or helping regulate over-functioning areas. And it's, it's really an exciting time uh, for psychiatric medicine. Go we, we got a second indication. Um, we use a, a device called the Brainsway. Um, that's primarily on the East Coast for HPR. Um, we are able to do that protocol with another device. Uh, no insurance coverage for this yet, but the FDA has uh, given an indication or approval for OCD treatment now, too. Oh, wow. Do you guys feel, in your professional opinion, do you feel, you know, doctors and things like that, people like that out there are too quick to medicate? Or do you feel it's their responsibility to kind of give people these medications? I think it's both. I think that we overprescribe and I think we underprescribe. I, I think bottom line is we would like people to get attention, mm-hmm. right? Just like you'd like them to come over to the health facility and mm-hmm. to do their best and have a you know cardiovascular be in health you know in shape and uh, and uh, let them do what they want to do with you know what they can with what they've got so I think a lot of patients tend not to go seek professional help from mental health professionals they might go to their primary care doctor and and that's better than nothing but that's not the specialist there's a reason as many people take medication as they do. I mean, there has to be some benefit to it. Um, what I've seen with TMS patients, though, is people that are on these medications for years and years and years, they reach a point of diminishing returns. You know, the, the side effects are there. The benefit starts to go away. Um, so you go in, they add another medication. We augment with something else. We raise a dose. And, you know, it's never-ending. Um, TMS, I haven't really seen that with TMS. Patients we've treated in 2010 can still come for a full course for maintenance, whatever it may be, and are still getting this robust benefit from TMS. Um, So, you know, the medication, you have to have a way to get people some traction. And I don't think it's realistic when someone's not feeling well, um, some aspects of their life are not going as they planned or as they'd like, uh, to just tell them, hey, you need to pull up your bootstraps, you need to try harder, you need to buckle down, you need to exercise, you need to eat this nutrient-dense diet and, you know, have time in your day for all these things. Um, it's not realistic for most people. But if you can use TMS, medication, whatever tools we have at our disposal to get them the traction and they're committed to making some some life changes, um, whether it's small or big, um, you know, I, I think that's a, a better outlook on, on that situation. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I would just add to that too. So, you know, with, with gaining that traction and, you know, if, if maybe the, me- the first medication or so is what allows you to get out of bed and then, you know, we're able to help with the TMS to get you back to work, then that's great. You know, we have 
countless success stories because the vast majority of people who come and give TMS a try see a significant response. And we're able to help about a third of all of our patients find complete uh, remission from their depression with the TMS therapy. And that can be really life-changing for people. Gets them back to work, gets them back involved with friends, gets them back, you know, um, social life, eating right, you know, gets them into eco gym, right? Yeah. And, you know, yeah. um, so. I think when patients are depressed, they're not gonna exercise. And I think that exercise is probably the single biggest thing that we could do for our society to help them live longer and healthier. So yeah, when people are down, they're anxious, they're depressed, they're not taking care of themselves. And this is another tool. I think I, what I wanna also add is how natural this process is. People who have not seen this done will say, well, what do you mean? You're gonna sit me in this chair and you're gonna put some electromagnetic energy into my brain? <laughs> it you know, like magic. It, it sounds like goofy talk and yeah. uh, psychobabble. And um, so the reality is that the globe is a large magnet. You know, when you're a kid and mm -hmm. someone gives you a, a compass uh, and it points to the North Pole, what that means is that we have this electromagnetic field around our planet and the center of the earth is iron and that has, and that actually protects us here on earth from some of the damage that we would otherwise experience from the sun so that's why we have life as we know it here on planet earth and not on mars for instance okay so when i start thinking about that i think about how natural this process is we have evolved as humans under this electromagnetic shield that we have around the earth. And that's what we're actually applying to try to help these people feel better. So yeah, it's a naturally occurring thing that you're concentrating and yeah. Do you guys, do you guys feel a major roadblock to, to this is just the stigma around depression in general and people not wanting to go see somebody about this? That's, I don't think so much anymore. Um, there probably is still some of that. But it, to me, it seems, you know, with social media and, and how much more communication there is in 2018 than there was even 10 or 20 years ago, um, that more people are feeling okay to talk about it, um, to, you know, come out and say, you know, this is, this is wrong in my life or I'm not feeling as I should and, you know, I, I would like some help in, in some way, shape or form. Um, you know, I'm sure there's still more people we could, we could help, uh, like Dr. Hanusa was saying in the beginning, you know, there's, there's so many ways, um, that, that people are not operating at the level, you know, they should so many things that impact that. Um, so those numbers that we have on our brochure and that are talked about are, are probably far lower than what it actually is. But I, I do feel overall, we, um, are hearing a lot more about it and people are more comfortable uh, generally speaking to talk about their mood their health a depression diagnosis etc excellent um, is this treatment for everyone or are there certain people that can't do this shouldn't do this anything like that well it's a good question um, the only absolute contraindication is if you have metal implanted in your head head or neck you can have uh, fillings from the dentist you can have dental implants but if something is iron or uh, metallic that potentially could heat up so that's a very very small percentage of the population but uh, so 
almost anybody could could have TMS. I think it still, you know, should be handled on a on a case by case basis. Dr. Hanus is absolutely right. Um, but just to give you a for instance, a few years ago, Dr. Hanusa had a patient who had aneurysm clips in the brain. And, you know, I think the manufacturer, most doctors, um, would say right away, no, you know, that's metal. We're, we're not going to treat that patient. Um, but there's metal that responds to a magnet and metal that doesn't respond to a magnet. Mm, okay. And um, titanium uh, does not. So it's not going to heat up at the rate that some other metals would. So we reached out to her neurologist. Um, the neurologist asked some good questions about the uh, device that we use and said, hey, as long as it doesn't exceed this level, I'm comfortable with the patient being treated. Our device did not exceed that level. We treated the patient and they, they um, had benefit from the treatment. So uh, if somebody's out there you know, that says, hey, this sounds good, but I have this, I would still encourage them to, you know, go talk to a psychiatrist that that does it, and um, you know, or give us a call. I mean, we we, yeah. <clears throat> you know, we're the pros with this, right? So give us a call. We'll walk you through it, and we'll we're happy to like give a consultation, even just over the phone, to understand, you know, what are your symptoms? Does that fit in line with, you know, kind of standard care and. Um, you know, like John said, so often uh, we just get everyone else involved. So, you know, if you had a neurologist or a cardiologist or whatever else, you know, we'll, we'll work hard to understand the big picture so we can get you that care. We're, we're trying to get over barriers, not cause them. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. What are some things What are some things that you guys are telling your patients uh, besides this treatment? What are some things that we can do, um, you know, to treat some of this? anxiety on a daily basis are there any techniques that we can just do in our everyday life to kind of help deal with these things at all that you guys are suggesting yeah first of all anxiety is our friend it's not doesn't have to be our enemy i think we evolved you know having anxiousness so that we have the fight or flight response um, i think some of our technology has outpaced some of our primitive uh, styles that we all have in, inside of us um, so I think things like the things that you offer, I think exercise is critical to longevity and, and clear thinking and, and better living. Regular sleep, go to sleep at the same time, get up at the same time seven days a week. Doesn't sound like fun, but if you really want to reduce your anxiety, then that's what you need to do. If you're going to drink, please do it in moderation. It's not, uh, there's thoughts now that, uh, you know, a few years back we thought drinking a glass of red wine would have some cardiovascular protection i don't know that that's true yeah i don't believe that just <laughs> um, from a personal right <laughs> and I, I think we try you know we certainly want to listen to whoever's treating you you know from a pre professional standpoint but remember that every medicine has a consequence good and bad so i you know in my personal life i try to minimize that well, and in, a, in addition, right, when we are seeing patients or talking to people about potentially uh, participating in this therapy and and on the, the back end when they're leaving us, you know, we talk about a lot of different strategies to help maintain wellness um, from that exercise and eating right. But, um, you know, we're social creatures. So we talk to people about, you know, reestablishing their friend groups and, you know, making sure they're talking with loved ones about how they're doing and what they're experiencing and, you know, it, 
depression in itself is kind of a self-defeating uh, diagnosis, right? So, so many aspects about depression teach us these really negative coping mechanisms like mm -hmm. isolating and eating poorly and drinking too much. And so some of that is a cognitive behavioral sort of like, let's make an adjustment here. So, you know, get out there and do something a little uncomfortable, you know, getting into the gym or, you know, grabbing a bite to eat with friends. And those are things that are going to help promote overall wellness. I like that. I like that. Anything to add, John? You know, I, I think one of the most important things people can do is um, manage what they have going on in their life. Um, there's just so much going on now, you know, uh, that if your quality of life is, is lower than you like um, or, or not as good as you like, that you take a step back, um, maybe, you know, try to filter out some of the unnecessary things, um, give more healthy attention to some of the really important things and um, just try to find that nice balance you know that's that's where you want to be for almost everything in life you know kind of in the middle if you're at one end of the spectrum or the other you may run into some problems um, so just finding that balance not taking on too much you know not feeling the uh, competitive nature that that some things in society bring about nowadays and um you know doing the best you can with that those are excellent and i you know i've said it before on this show and i'll say it again i think people need to get what's going on up here taken care of first before they even walk through our doors because you hit the nail on the head uh, they're not going to exercise regularly they're not going to stick with it there's no consistency when they're having those feelings or these things aren't under control so no those are really good I want to commend you guys on the work that you're doing. I think this treatment is absolutely fantastic. Fantastic. I'm going to recommend it to anybody I talk to that I know, that I run into, that I have a conversation with, because I think this is any alternative to loading yourself up with a bunch of medication I think is, is good. So I will make sure to link up the website in the Facebook post here, and I'll even include a phone number here. So everybody, if you have questions or anything like that, feel free to reach out to these guys. They're here for you. Um, a big shout out to our sponsors again, Eco Gym and Team Motivate in You. Uh, other than that, guys, thanks again. Thank thanks you a lot so for much. taking really time out of your day. Thanks, Tori. And uh, until next week, guys, we'll see you then.